on air. All right. Let's see here. Well, the title. Open my glasses. I. Uh, yeah, it's funny. Last week, last you talked about final words, and uh, and in a way, this kind of adds on to that. Uh, I didn't. That wasn't intentional, but it was just something that um, had been uh, something that came with that I that I that I got when we were in Brazil, and something I spoke when, when the, one of the last nights we were there. Um, this this uh, used to, oh, actually it's a slogan be all you can be and uh, you know a lot of us you, you probably remember a lot of us guys remember that theme because it was the American uh, um, the Army's slogan back in the early 80s uh, and it was a major slogan you know I read I read all about it how um, you know it was something new for the uh, for the military and for them to go into actually hiring a an ad agency to come up with a slogan for them to help help them start to recruit an all-volunteer army because at the time you know for you know of course remember the 70s I do because I was in fear of being drafted when I was in high school um, I'm sure pastor we were all that in that age group that time when it was was Vietnam gonna be over or not were we gonna possibly get tagged um, but then in the 80s, you know, they, as they started to move into a more all-volunteer type army, you know, they came up with a slogan to try to, to bring and, and try to recruit men into the, into the forces, and I guess women ultimately too. But, um, but anyway, so that's something that came to me about uh, uh, while we were away. And, um, and then as I kind of dwelled on this and thought about it, again, what... Um, what Les had talked about last week about final words, and you know he talked about, you know if you um, if you had your tombstone, what would you what would what would you have written on your tombstone? And and of course I didn't participate. I stayed in my room and didn't talk. Um, but you know the, the the thing that came to me, of course, the one the only one, the first thing that came to my mind was just that he was a good man. Um, but it's got to be a lot more than that. Um, so, um, I've, I've pulled some verses um, about fullness, which kind of goes, with, which is why is the title, Be Full, um, because I wanted to, and I, you know, I, I talked about this or said this when we were down in Brazil, but I still felt like, it, it, for me especially, or not especially, <laughs> But, I mean, it, it means something to me as well. I mean, I'm, I'm speaking to myself as, as much as anybody. Um, but it, it goes with that thing about, you know, what you said about final words and kind of what, what do we want to be or what do we want to think about when, we, when that day comes. And uh, it was funny, yesterday I was looking at some, some quotes, some, some ins, you know, kind of inspirational type quotes. In fact, um, you may know this guy, uh, Less, you probably he's an insp uh, inspirational uh, author and speaker. His name is um, what is his name? Let's see if you Steve Maraboli. Don't know him. 
Oh, he seems to be pretty famous <laughs> from all that I read. But you know, he he has a quote. It, it says, "At the end of the day, let there be no excuses, no explanations, no regrets." Um, you know, and I think think about as far as our life. I think that's where we want to be, right? When when the when we get to the end, that we had no regrets. We don't have any uh, excuses or explanations for what we did or didn't do. That we stepped in. That we fulfilled the purpose in our life. Especially, I mean, and I'm of course speaking directly to the Saints Network and the walk that we've undertaken over the last 20 years, 20 plus years, and that we have no regret or no um, uh, no excuse or, or, or just nothing that we wished that we hadn't done or might have stepped into. And there was this, this, uh, this is kind of a crazy quote, but I'm going to go ahead and it was anonymous, so there's no name to it, but it says, um, this guy, it says, someone once told me the definition of hell. The last day you're on earth, and the person you became will meet the person you, you, sorry, the person you became will meet the person you could have become. That makes sense? And that, you know, that was, that fear of, that moment you realize I could have been this, but what was I, you know? And, um, you know, to think about, and this guy who's, who I was reading uh, made the, the, the comment of um, trying to look in the mirror every day and be that person that he wants to become. Um, but anyway, and... Um, This is a, I'll, I'm going to quote this one too. This one's interesting because this is a, a Latin proverb and I've, I'd never heard of it, but I'm sure some of you have. Uh, it's uh, memento more. Uh, remember that you have to die. Um, and I guess it's a reminder not to waste any time, not to waste your time, not, not, or for this guy, not to waste my time. And so... You know, all that to be said, it's just to try to walk in the, um, to, to fulfill the purpose God's put on each one of our lives, um, to be, a, to be, to have that fullness of the Lord in us in every, every day and try to, uh, be, a, well, be all you can be, be all you can be in this network, be all you can be as a, uh, as a saint, um, be all, be, do everything you can in the walk you have and in the time that you still have left. I mean, we all, who knows how many years, you know. I hope I have 40 more. Um, and I'll be 100 like my grandmother here in a few months. Um, but, you know, that in that 40 more years, just like Abraham or any of those others who lived for many, many, many years beyond, you know, they had children when they were in their elder years, I mean, he was older than me, and he, right? And he had a he had a child. Um, so we don't know how much more time, but we want to make sure. And I, I've I think I've probably said this before uh, when I was teaching, but you know, it's like you want to you want to know your life that that it you did everything you could do that it meant something. It was you know that you fulfilled whatever was in because I think about um, you know the jobs we do. You know, my job. I, I sometimes think that. Uh, 
when I leave, when I retire, when I leave from that, not retire from life, but retire from that job, who's going to remember, oh, Scott, man, all that great stuff he did when he was at Sprint? Well, they're not. They're not. Um, you know, anything like that. There's, it's, it's, it's a temporal thing. It's just fulfilling something that today, you know, it's like, it's like having a phone or a, a device now, that, you know, that within months they're obsolete. The next one's, I mean, what is it, the uh, iPhone 11's out now. Well, I thought the 10 just came out. So the 11's coming out. So, you know, anything like that, it's just, it's really temporary. And, you know, our, I mean, my job's important. Any, you know, everybody teaching, whatever you do in your, in your uh, vocation, it's important at the moment. But what is its meaning in eternity? Because um, I know telephone service won't make a whole heck of a lot of a difference. Uh, when I'm gone, and, and in etern- God doesn't care about that because he has his own communication. He doesn't need a phone or wireless towers anywhere or, uh, and worry about billing anybody for that. So, you know, it's in perspective, but, of course, we still have to have income and jobs, and, you know, we have a purpose in, on this earth as well as in the heavens. So... Um, my point is really, but here is, you know, trying to, and this is what I, you know, when we were in uh, Brazil, um, you know, we were asked to get, get up and give a word. And of course, I'm always kind of dodgy about that. Um, so, but, you know, this, this came, this is what I felt and, and uh, about being all you can be. And, you know, pastor had taught, I mean, and, and with the things that were taught and brought forth with were, uh, you know, basic things, but it was, you know, prayer and proskuneo and uh, tongues, uh, divers kinds of tongues, but trying to, to get them to step into uh, all the things of the Saints Network and to, to develop and grow um, in their relationship with, with the Lord. And, um, you know, my, my thoughts were um, to encourage them to, to be everything they could possibly be. Don't just kind of bask in what they've received and kind of just go from not not really continue on and that's what we all have to do obviously because um, there's always something new just like I said I mean every time you turn around your devices have upgraded you know everything in life keeps changing and moving and improving and it's there's always another thing another level another better thing and that's really what we have to be doing in our relationship with the Lord is that we're always something a little bit new. You know, next six months, we're in a different level. We're, we've upgraded, you know, our spirit <laughs> in a way. Um, and that's what we want to continue to do. Um, so, you know, I would just, we can go through some of these verses. Um, because, I, you know, I looked at, with the help of my, my wonderful wife, um, I was struggling with what verses I was going to, focus on because I knew what I was going on in my mind but uh, how to how to bring it bring it to light and so you know I focus on some verses in the Bible that were about fulfill uh, fullness and really you know the uh, well let, let's just read and uh, kind of go from there see what happens um, John 1 16 uh, and of his fullness have all we received and grace for grace for the law was given by Moses but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ and 
you know, I, to me, of course, this is uh, um, John the Baptist and, you know, realizing that Christ was coming forward. Christ was the one who was full, who, who was going to bring forth the fullness of the message and the relationship with God. Um, and, you know, just that we would want to, I mean, I, I, you know, my, my point is that we always want to be completely full, right? We want to be as full as we can with, with, with uh, the Spirit of the Lord, with, with our knowledge, with, um, you know, just, just you know, being, as, being everything we could possibly be at that moment in time. Um, you know, one, one quote, one of the things I was looking at, too, is like, you try to live every day, live every day to its fullest, and not, um, you know, one of the things I know, I, and I think Monica's not here, but, you know, she taught about anxiety, and that, uh, several weeks ago, I guess, about a month ago, and, you know, that's something I've also dealt with off and on, um, off and on, forever, um, worrying, and stuff like that, and, um, I always think of a quote that uh, Pastor L uh, said, I don't know, a couple of se- several seminars back. You know, he was up there and he made the comment about, uh, "If you're praying, why are you worrying? And if you're worrying, why pray?" Um, and you know, we want to, if we're if we're really walking with the Lord, praying as we should every day, there should be no reason to be worrying or anxiety over. Uh, things of the of this world um you know i I was reading something i think it it may have been from the where he actually got that the uh quote from but it said you know 40 percent of the things we worry about are things we have no control over um we worry i can't remember what the percentage of things we worry about that happened that we were from yesterday or you know past things just you know we the things you try to um deal with in your mind that you have zero control over um, either they've already happened and there's nothing you can do about it or it's going to happen but what are you going to do about it and, it, and really it's you just should be prepared to deal with because there's always going to be challenges there's always going to be conflict there's always going to be you know some hard or difficult thing that we're going to have to walk through but um, it just strengthens us right it just makes us stronger um, it prepares us for the next time it happens um, which is why the Lord lets us walk through it, right? So we can be that much better when it happens the next time. Um, or we know how to avoid it so it doesn't ever happen. Um, um, so let's, uh, so Romans uh, fifteen twenty nine, um, and I am, and I am sure that. When I come unto you, I shall come in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. And, you know, I think in this way, um, you know, Paul speaking, you know, I'd like that to be when we go, and it's funny because Brazil is so much on my mind. Uh, I mean, we've been everywhere. We've been, well, not we, I haven't, but this body and, and uh, ministers from this house have been all over the world. Um, but I keep thinking, you know, it's, we want to be walking in his fullness and the blessings of Christ whenever we walk in, walk into one of these places, uh, you know, completely and f- fully filled with, with his spirit and, and ready to bring forth whatever um, words have to be spoken in that house and in that congregation. Um, I mean, it sounds like from um, 
the additional places that uh, Pastor and Monica and the team went in Brazil. I mean, those, those, there's so many places in Brazil that are just um, hungry for more, hungry to know what is coming out of this house and the revelation that's, that's um, there. And then we want them to obviously step into it and really grasp it and take hold of it and uh, progress into it, not just kind of listen and like some places have been where it's they, they, they want it, but then that's about all. They, they just kind of listen to it and move on. Um, these, these churches seem anxious and ready to walk in it, to be a part of I mean, they could just be here with us because there's so much, they want so much to be where what's going on here and be a part of this network and, and just be a saint, uh, walk in the saint message that's come forth. Is there any comments? Because nobody's talking. <laughs> Usually I get a lot of conversation, so I'm not used to talking too much. <laughs> All right. Um, let's look at the next next verse that I have, Ephesians 1. Um, and it's, I kind of did an extended passage here. Um, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in, Lord, in the Lord Jesus Christ, and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all the principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come and hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Um, you know, we, we... What did I... This... Um, hmm... Again, just the to have that power over everything on this earth, um, everything is under him. Everything's been put, put under his foot. Um, and we have, we have nothing nothing we should be worried about as long as we're walking completely in the fullness of, of Christ. You know, one thing I was, and I, this interesting, this guy quoted a while ago, uh, this Marabaldi guy, um, he wrote a book called, um, what is it, what was the name of it now? I should have written it down. Um, it was something about God is deaf or something like that. That basically his, his premise was, uh, about prayer and he talked a lot about prayer but that 
you know, people think, well, God doesn't hear my prayers, and they just say their prayers and move on. Um, <clears throat> but that you need to walk in those prayers, believing that they are answered and knowing that they've happened, uh, not just say them and walk away, expect some magic to happen, but to walk in it. Now, he's, he was a, he's a cat, strong Catholic, um, but uh, he talked a lot about his, you know, he apparently has a pretty strong prayer life, but he, you know, he takes action. He feels like it's when you pray, then you, you're taking some action as well on your own. It's not just you lofting up some prayers and, and expecting something to happen, but you walk in them knowing and believing the Lord has, is taking action in those things. Now, the Lord's not going to answer your prayers the way you want them every time, right? Uh, it may be a, a different surprise than what you're expecting, but it's still answered. Um, uh, Ephesians four eleven through 13 and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come in the unity of his faith and of the knowledge of the son of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And again, um, this is that, you know, again, to me, kind of, that's fulfillment of being all you can be. If you've, you've perfected yourself, you, are, you can actually walk in the stature of Christ. You are fully filled. You're fully everything that you can be in terms of your, your relationship, the way you walk with the Lord. Um, in your preparedness, whatever it is, you're in your purpose, full purpose, doing everything you can. Um, being everything, being, doing everything you can. You know, I, I, I mean, I speak to myself more than anybody usually most of the time because I'm always analyzing, but, um, you know, I know I can do, do more, I can be better, I can, there's, there's, you know, it's like teaching this class, you know, I, I, um, you know, sometimes I don't want to do it, <laughs> but I know I'm here for a reason, and and I need to make it. I need to be better at it. I need to do more. Um, we can always do more in something, whatever we're doing. We can improve. We can be better. There's always a measure more. Um, like I said earlier, like a, an upgrade. Um, you can upgrade your performance. Um, I was looking at my computer, or well, Stacy's old computer this morning, because I was using it to look at my word search and going through some things, and it kept popping up and giving me some messages about some clutter and some programs and some junk on the computer that needs to be cleaned up because the performance is not as good as it could be. Uh, it's running slow, blah blah blah, all these things, and you know, there's there's just clutter, um, and we let clutter interfere with us doing the best we can possibly do you know uh work i mean work is work you got to do it but other things come up uh things get in the way you know i was i was when i was when we were in brazil one thing i was talking about you know stacy and she talked about this the other last sunday night i mean she spent a lot of hours learning portuguese i was going to do it too 
In fact, the night that she told me, I told her, yeah, I, 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 you know, I was wanting to learn some too before we go. I didn't learn anything. I tried to open the program a couple of times, but, um, and then I didn't have success, though, then I moved on and didn't do it. And, you know, I, and, and again, and I'm making excuses, but things were, things some, a lot of stuff happened over the summer. Um, things, you know, my work life and personal life and some things that, you know, they, and they were excuses, though, that I could use to say, well, you know, I was really distracted. And, but I could have made time. I could have done better, and I know I could have. I mean, I, th I think the only thing I really learned after many, many, many attempts to say it was, brigado, uh, brigado. <laughs> I still don't know if I say it right or not. <laughs> no, I didn't say it right. I know I didn't say it right. Um, chow, that one's easy. Um, but, you know, we, we, we let life get in the way a lot of the times with being everything we could possibly, being better and being more of what we can be. <clears throat> Working, you know, I know there's other things I'd like to do as part of this church and as part of the seminars and, and uh, different things like that. And But then I feel like I, I just don't have time or I got work is so busy. Um, but Pastor L, uh, he may, I don't know if you'll listen to this or hear this, but I mean, he's a real inspiration to me. I, I He and I talked a little bit different times about various things so we've talked about you know um, work and uh, um, like some things he's doing with real estate uh, the guy works non-stop and he has a ministry on top of everything else and you know he was talking about he works all day at his job I don't know how many hours you know like a puts in a 10 hour day or 11 hour day or something goes home does some things at home in the evening and then like about 10 o'clock until 12 or 1 o'clock he works some more hours so he puts in about 60 hours a week at least on top of you know again he's trying to deal with the ministry and then he's got this some real estate rental home remodel you know he, they were flipping a house recently and I'm like man I I'm thinking I'm I'm just a slacker um uh, I like to go home and turn on some of my favorite shows, you know, a couple of nights a week and just turn my brain off and be entertained and go to bed. Um, but I'm like, ah, there's so much more I could do with my time. Um, I don't want to be a workaholic, um, but because you, you got to have some downtime. But I thought, man, you know, I, I'm uh, I got no reason to complain. I don't, you know, whining and griping about, you know, this or that. I, I need to just zip it. Um, but, you know, there's just so much. We can be a lot more. I know I can. And, and uh, there's always more that we could do. Um, make time for it. And, you know, like I you know, like I say, like my comment was, is that not letting life get in the way of doing what you know you need to do. No, you know what you've been told, what the Lord's put on your heart to do. Not letting those kinds of things interfere. Um, Colossians 2.9 um, As you have, therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk you in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith, 
as you've been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. So yeah, it's there's so much in the world that's trying to, you know, influence us constantly. You know, I like this, you know, spoil your spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. Um, I, I was funny. I think we were, where were we? Going through the airport or something. Stacy looked up and there was a. I think she took a picture and I don't know who she sent it to, but it was a. It was an ad for, um, like Abercrombie and Fitch or some you know, something like that. And it had, you know, the, this model there standing there and whatever he was advertising, and he's something about, you know, I walk in my own truth. And, you know, the world, I mean, people are trying to say, now you can have your own truth, right? There's not, like, like there's not one truth, and we know there's one truth. I, my tr- just because I believe something doesn't make it right. You know, if I think two plus two is five, because I believe that, that's nonsense. It doesn't matter if I believe it. Um, it's not right. It's not the truth. And there is only one truth. And it's uh, it just amazes me right now how much what what people are saying and the way they're trying to influence, especially younger people, to do their own thing. And um, it's like, you know, you, you can do whatever and in the you know not even respect authority as much anymore um people are scared to even do anything that they may get sued or arrested or anything else for just um speaking you know speaking their own mind or speaking the truth because somebody will be offended by it because they won't agree with it so um what was it i heard well you know and and even you know this is Silly, I know the gun, all the gun violence things that have happened with shootings is is a, is a is an important and it's major thing. But yeah, you hear, hear about a, a a elementary or junior high girl who made a uh, made a gun with her hand, pointed at somebody, and they came in and arrested her and pulled her out of school. I mean that's nonsense. Kids play like that all the time, and, and now if you're gonna I don't know, society's gotten out of, it's just completely out of hand. Um, and the, the fact that you don't have a right to be offended, you know, I think at least that's one thing we've learned. I mean, I don't have any right to be offended, you know. It's, and, and if I, I need to get over that and move on, that's not my problem. Um, and the way, yeah, that, this thing about being offended is, is just it's crazy. It's nonsense. Um, you can't say anything. You're scared to say anything anymore. Um, and even these people who are getting in trouble now, after like 40 years later, they said something that back then was probably okay to say, but now it's not. So we're gonna we're gonna uh, do retroactive uh, whatever prosecution of you because you said something 40 years ago that you know nobody cared at the mo- at the time, right? today's in today's world it's not acceptable and that's fine you know you try to abide by the time you live in but um 
anyway it's it's seems out of totally out of hand but we we just have to keep walking in what we know is right and and be as full as we can as complete as we can as a christian uh, every day um, continuing you know really continual prayers is so important um, uh, it's my day is so much more peaceful when I've, I've prayed for a, you know half an hour or more before I go to work um, it's amazing how my the anxiety that I thought I was going to have when I got there is lifted completely the day is not what I what I wake up thinking it might be because I've prayed it through and forgotten about all that anxiety and uh, now I'm uh, walking in a much freer mind and spirit and everything else um, this last verse I'm making good time uh, this last verse uh, really doesn't have any, as much to do with that but this was more I don't know when I read it and it made me think again of um, Brazil and the and the, the moving uh, the pressing into that country and this, the many churches that are anxious to hear more of the message hear more from the saints um, I, I don't know, I, I just, I wanted to include this verse um, from 2 Timothy 2, 1, 2 uh, 1 through 4. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in, in the grace that it's in, it's in Christ Jesus, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to, who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness, as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, no man that warreth entangle himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. And almost, I don't know, I, hopefully there'll be some comment here or opinion, but I don't know, I read this and I thought about, you know, like in the first verse or in the second verse, um, the things that, y'all, that, that you've heard among many witnesses, the same commit to faithful men. And I, that to me, the faithful men spoke of the, the Brazil and the pastors there and the people there who are, who are anxious and, and uh, willing and able to hear uh, and to go forth and to teach them. Um, and because I thought of it, you know, as a soldier. I mean, we're, or, I mean, we're, we're in the... Hello. We're... <laughs> I think that was the Lord calling. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, he had a comment about what I said. Um, the, you know, as, as, as that we soldier on. I mean, obviously things are not um, things are going to be hard. We're going to there's going to be challenges, and the work the work itself is hard. I mean, any soldier knows. I mean, Rick, you were in the military. Uh, Dennis, you in the Navy. Um, I, you know, I have regrets, right? You're in the Navy. I don't know what he was, no, I'm sorry. I, I felt like I should pinpoint, you're both in the military. And I personally have some regrets that I didn't enlist, you know, when I was in my younger days. Um. But, you know, we are, 
like a soldier, you you there's a lot of hardness and things to endure. You know, I think about those guys that are over there now in the Middle East and the things they have to put up with, and and just it's it's tough. But you serve and you you march on. You you deal with the the day to day challenges. But it's a hard road. But um, you move forward, and you know, and, and then this this last verse about. Um, no man that warreth entangled himself in the affairs of this life. You know, of course, that, to me that speaks of, again, what I was talking about before, just the day-to-day things that we deal with on this earth. We don't want those to entangle us so much that we can't move on and do what we've been asked to do, what we've been tasked to do um, as Christians and as part of this body, as part of this movement of the saints, that life doesn't... Uh, trip us up or or in in any way hinder what we need to do where we need to be um, whether we need to go on a uh, a trip to brazil or france or whatever country it might be you know australia you know wherever we're called to be at some point um, that life doesn't somehow get in the way of that and uh, that we're able to keep moving forward and do everything we're asked to do um, so that's the end of my lesson so Dennis you have a qu- <laughs> comment <laughs> are the microphones on I don't know if the microphones are on I didn't think about the did you turn those on Mark unmute them or Rick we want to make sure we hear every word Dennis says <laughs> yeah, a versus just being military guy. <clears throat> it's people who could survive the water, <laughs> being out on the ocean, those waves, oh, stories, being cast about, rocking all evening while you're trying to sleep. Yeah, go ahead, Dennis. I forgot what I was going to say now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's so many verses we read and we think we understand, but we're never, seemingly, we come up short trying to live by them. And that makes you wonder if you really understand them. And uh, so many, the affairs of life, for me, was always the job I had were the affairs of life, of course my family and, and all of the other affairs. Um, and we are taught by very good parents to be strong and to be self-sufficient and to be able to stand on our two feet and be responsible. Right. Yep. And uh, we confuse being strong and standing on our own and doing things ourselves with depending upon the Lord and not worrying about being strong physically, even mentally, emotionally, and so on. And then trying to do that, we forget about being strong physically, which overcomes all of those other areas. And, um, No man that warreth entangled himself with the affairs of this life. 
And we entangle ourselves with the affairs of this life every day, almost every moment. We come home tired from work, and we think about it, and we go to sleep and we dream about it. And uh, I'm retired, and I sometimes dream about what I coulda, shoulda, okay? Um, and they're the affairs of life. And we can fuse being strong, which means, you know, in my case, being the man and supporting myself and my family and, you know, being the strong person with being the strong spiritual father or the strong spiritual husband, the strong spiritual person. And this, this number four verse is one of the really hard verses to truly understand enough that we believe it enough to live it, is what I'm saying. It really is, is a powerful, powerful instruction to us that is very, very hard to, um, to execute. It's hard to live up to. Yes, that he that that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Uh, all those companies, they chose me to be something, but they never chose me to be a soldier. And even in the navy, um, I wasn't chosen to be a soldier. Anyway, so <laughs> um, I just you ever. Do you ever wonder if you truly understood things too late in life? <laughs> happens all the time to every one of us. And uh, we just entangle ourselves in everything. And it still happens. It doesn't stop when you're retired. It still happens. You entangle yourself in everything else. And, and it is a... Uh, I'd like to blame everything I could on the enemy, but we're doing a lot of it to ourselves too. We're, uh, we're compl complicit mm -hmm. with his plan, with the enemy's plan. And uh, that, that's a, just a very deep and profound verse. Uh, and we can see it and we think we understand it, but it's one of the hardest things to do there is, in my view. Yeah, I'm, I completely relate to what you're saying. Yeah, uh, reminds me of my uh, <clears throat> my mother, who's you know, you know, my dad's passed away now, and she's she's alone, and she is she she has so many worries, it blows my mind because I'm thinking, why are you so worried about so many things? But she is constantly worried about you know the cemetery and it's being mowed properly and being taken care of, that it just stresses her out. And because um, my dad took care of it for years and years and years, mowed it, trimmed it, and he made it like it was a, it was like his front yard. It was kept really nice. But now the people who are supposed to be doing it are not doing such a good job. And she's, and of course, my dad's there now too. So she wants that place to be spick and span and perfect, and it's just not. And it, and it, and it. She, she said she told me the other day she was almost in tears when she saw how bad it looked, and I'm thinking. I don't think I'd be, I'd be mad maybe, but I would get upset and cry. But, but, think, but she, she's, I mean, yeah, there's so much that goes on in our life that we can easily, 
entangle ourselves in worrying about it, stressing about it, trying to deal with it, uh, when if you look at it at the end of the day, it's pretty small stuff. It's not, it's not that important, you know. But yeah, I, I totally see what you're saying. I agree. I mean, it is. It's so hard not to get caught up in the day-to-day -day stuff that you just deal with because your your job, your family things, you know, whatever it may be. It's and, and you're you know, and we are we are very complicit. Complicit, yeah. Um, and you know, over the years, I've tried very hard to follow the leading of the Lord and to do whatever I could for Him. And Yet my my mind was occupied with the things I had to do for a living, and and even in the off hours, I found myself thinking about those things I had to do tomorrow to make a living, or the or the things I should have done today or the day before that I meant to do, and somehow they just didn't get done, and they occupied me. They occupied me, and. Um, they, uh, but now I take audit of all of those things, and the Lord blessed me very much, and I'm very grateful for how He blessed me and all of those things. But I tried very, very hard to do over ten uh, to have over ten companies that I work for, and I take stock on it now. Two of those companies are still in business. So what did it matter? What did it really matter? And that's, you touched on that earlier as well. But that's after you died. I ain't dead yet, and I'm still wondering what <laughs> did it matter? And, and what matters is verse four. Second Timothy two, verse four. Yeah, I, I yeah, because I, I mean, yeah, I'm still working and still very caught up in what happens today, what, what, what deliverables are coming up this week, whatever, with work. But um, I don't know. I, I definitely want to change the mindset. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, one of these days in the near future when I am able to stop working, you know, I know... Like you said, I, I, I'm caught up with stuff all the time. I'm, I'm, I need to do work on my car. And it, I, I think about it all the time because I want to go do that. That's important to me. Um, things around the house, things I want to do, build, redo, redesign, you know, whatever. There's tons of things. And my mind is constantly occupied with all those various things. But, yeah, I'd like to be able to just, I'll get to those when I get to them because we're, I need to do this for this church, I need to go do this activity, I need to work on this, where that is the thing that occupies my mind all the time. And the other things are like, oh yeah, I need to do that when I get around to it. Flip-flop, the word, the priority of the things that we, that we think about, right? It's a challenge though, <laughs> when you're trying to make a living every day and you've got you don't want to get fired because <laughs> you didn't do something. Uh, you know, I got to work on the website this week, so uh, uh, I won't get around to those things. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't usually fly, but um, but we have to find a way to make it work. 
Anybody? Any other? Oh, Trish, Trisha. you yeah I, it's it's the same thing I've I've been dealing with this for months same thing and I know you know like I say Monica taught uh, last month about you know anxiety and some stuff that she was dealing with and and I was dealing you know that hit, that hit me pretty good because I was having this, it's like I've never had so much anxiety about my job before my job's always been hard we've all have jobs that you know, have difficulties and I've worked weekends I've worked all night before I've you know worked long weeks um, in the because I've been at this company for 30 years so I've been through a lot but it never caused anxiety and all of a sudden I feel constant anxiety constant stress that I never felt before and it's just uh, I, you know it has to stop you know I, I, I've got to take authority over it and, and put it aside because it's getting in the way of me doing what I should be doing absolutely Less. A couple, of, a couple of things. I was just sitting here thinking, um, and I don't know the, the scriptural reference, but it's a scripture that talks about only the things that we do for the Lord are going to remain. You know, so really, you know, from the time we wake up to the time we sleep, we're doing, you know, we're, we're doing things. And so only those things that we do under the Lord are going to remain. All this other stuff is going to be burned you know, up or blown away. So that's one thing. And when you started teaching this morning, I started, you were talking about how, you know, if, you, if you're working at your business and you put all this time and energy into it and then you leave, you know, a year later, are they going to even remember who you were, right? And uh, many of you know I spent years with the, the business coaching organization that I would go to once a quarter. And my coach, uh, he got into this, we'll call it a, Activation, or he, he provided a visual. He got up and he had a glass, a clear glass full of water. He said, he said, yeah, he, he owns a number of companies and he's a boss and he has to employ a number of people. And he said, you know, a lot of these people think that there's some you know, big deal. He said, I would, I would um, take this glass of water. He said, I would I'd sit there with him and I would say, watch this. And he put his finger. 
how fast that water filled up that hole? <laughs> that's how fast you'll be, you know, that's how fast we can fill what it is that you do. You put his finger back in the water and pull it back out. <laughs> okay. You know, and that, that puts it in perspective, and for me, it makes me think, you know, we all want to live a life of significance, but who do we want to be significant to? Do we want to be significant to our employer? Or do we want to be significant to the Lord? Do we want to be significant to our family and our, you know, those that we're responsible to, to raise up in the way they should go? Um, so, you know, from the time we wake up until the time we go to sleep, it's all about making choices and decisions for what we're going to do that day. And certainly there's things that we have to do in our employment, right, to be a good employee, and we're supposed to work as such a reward, right? But, you know, if we're going to build a life of significance, we have to really have, like, a piece of paper with two columns. The one column says matters, and the other column says doesn't matter. Right? And think about the things that you do that really matter. Think about all the things that we do that really don't matter. And I would venture to say, and I'm speaking to myself as you've been speaking to yourself a lot during this teaching, you know, my list is probably kind of heavy on the doesn't matter side. But we're the only ones that can change that. So do we want to spend time on things that matter <laughs> or things that don't, that don't matter? We're free to choose. Yeah, yeah I'm sure my list is the same. That's my assignment today. I got that from from my business and, and consulting with families and you know, people um, helping them manage their financial affairs. I mean, at the end of the day, as an advisor, I have to keep them focused on what really matters versus what really doesn't matter. Does it really matter that you buy the 65-foot yacht? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, you want to, and maybe you think it's going to be great, but just but, but, but learning that concept of, of you know matters versus doesn't matter, you know, that spills over into all areas. You know, each each of the things we do each day, does it really matter, or does it does it really not matter? No, it's that's that's good simple way to put it. Does it matter or not matter? Um,
that's a very that's a hard thing when you're when you're in the you're perplexed. How do you not go into despair? Because I did, I did, I'm, I'm telling you, I did. I felt so many days where there was no way out mentally, but I would come into prayer during those times, and His Spirit would come down and become active in me so much so to the point where I would walk out and I was absolutely transformed by His Spirit in my mind. And I still had to take care of all the other things, but His Spirit brought peace and a, a freedom that I had never experienced before in all my life. And I still had to deal with the other stuff, but it made it much more, for lack of a better term, easier to deal with because of His breath. And I have to constantly remind myself of that, and, um, and I'm just you know, encouraging everybody else to do the same. I'm not perfect in it, but... That's that's the solution that will really help help us keep our sanity. Yeah, no, I, I I can relate to that. Yeah, same kind of thing. Even now, you know, I fight fight with that a little bit. Um, you know, I, <laughs> I've got a job, but I'd still have those same thoughts. I'm like, what am I going to do? Because I don't know, I don't know if I'm going to be working here too much longer. I may get fired, or you know, this or that. You know, I'm like, I'm trying to work all these things out in my head. I'm like, I, I, I don't need to worry about that, you know. And if something happens, then it'll it'll be for a reason. It'll be God's will that I'm that I'm not here anymore, and I move on. Uh, so. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, there was, you know, one of the, when I was reading, that was one of the things, you know, I also was, uh, didn't include in here, but, you know, the fact that we shouldn't be worried about clothing and food and all those different things. I, it goes back to when I was studying the worry, the worry thing. But uh, he's, it, it's, it already says he will take care of all those things. You know, it's, it, it's funny, like the flower, the flower, I like the, the illustration of a flower. A flower blooms and it's got all this color and it's beauty. Well, the flower didn't do that. I mean, it just, it was taken care of. The Lord made it that way. The Lord took care of that. Well, we don't need to worry about how we're going to be. I, I mean, I think about, <laughs> of course, we all get up in the morning and get ourselves ready and make sure we dr we're dressed the way we want to be dressed and that our hair looks the way we want it, you know, all that stuff. But it's it's like he's taking care of that. Don't you don't need to be focused so heavily on all your 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 uh, adornments or whatever, but um, or whether you're going to have food or not. But um, I was, gosh, the, you made me think of something, and now I I keep forgetting it. Every we started talking about something else, but but yeah, it's just gosh, staying fully focused on him. All those things don't matter as much. They just, we deal with them. Tammy. I've uh, I think that's great what Mark said. You know, it's a way to get away for a minute and really pray. But sometimes you can't get away and pray. And uh, that's hard. That's really hard. I mean, you can, you can release a prayer. And I've done that. Um, you know, we're just told in the Bible you know, to possess the mind of Christ and to take every captive thought to the obedience of Christ. And so uh, I'm in the same pool with all of you. It happens to me, and uh, uh, 
I and I can't get away. I, I think that is wonderful. But I just seize all the scriptures that come into my mind, like the ones I just quoted, and I just say, I know that the word is alive and it's living and it's going to speak life into my my mind, which is an evil conscience, and I have to have a fresh sprinkling of the blood over that every day. And so I'm kind of like preaching to myself, and I'm, and I'm speaking scriptures over myself that, that come to mind. I mean, sometimes you can't seize a Bible. Sometimes you can't remember the whole scripture. It doesn't matter. You know, you just grab a hold of what you've got, and you go for it. And uh, I feel a measure of relief because I tell the Lord, you know, I am this imperfect person, but I am trying to do your will. And of course, I like the scripture, you know, on the front page uh, for Ephesians 4, your last one there was 13, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man or woman unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Oh my gosh, I'm trying to seize onto that every day of my life because I see what's happening with me. And so just a word of encouragement here. Uh, there's no magic formula, but prayer is wonderful if you can seize the moment. But I, I'll tell you what, we're Bible believers and we know scripture and you don't have to quote it verbatim, but speak it into your mind and apply the blood of Christ over that evil conscience. Amen. Yeah, no, I agree. And, you, know, it's, you, you don't always have time to get away or do anything, but, uh, you know, I, I, I find myself and when I'm in the office, because that's usually when I'm bothered the most, <laughs> the, dis, the distance, there's a, a good little walk to where the restroom is, and I start, I, I pray in tongues all the way to the bathroom and back. You know, it, and a lot of times it'll just hit me while I'm walking, and I'll just, you know, so I, no one hears me, no one knows what's going on, and if they did, they wouldn't know, understand, they'd think I was losing my mind maybe, but uh, I don't really care, but, um, but yeah, I mean, but, but I have that moment, <clears throat> yeah, in, in some, yeah, in some sense of that, yes, we do, <laughs> we need to let go of our minds, <laughs> stop letting it, yeah. That, that's kind of what, you know, what I'm talking about. It's not that I can get away, but my spirit, our spirit is active. And we can, um, sometimes I can't get away, but I'll, I'll pray in the spirit under, in my, under my breath if my spirit's alive. Like God's saying, and it may be 10 seconds, but 10 seconds praying in the spirit is better than not zero. And, um, um, and then that seek first kingdom and his righteousness, that applies in man. It's just, it applies in the good times, and it applies when things are not so good. And it's a constant, it's a constant battle. <laughs> and it's not an easy thing to do, but if, if we can just tell ourselves do that, and um, it's going to make it so much better for us, is all I'm saying. And, and like I said, I don't, I don't
that's that's why I always say, you know, and, and pastors, and we all know this. I'm not preaching to the choir here, but praying in the Spirit, praying His breath, will renew our minds, and it will align us perfectly with His mind and His heart, and that that alone will help keep us aligned. And sad. I use the word sane because sometimes you feel like you're going insane in your membrane. That song. I, I, I felt that. <laughs> um, but God is faithful. I mean, you know, he, he is. Amen. You know, we talked about the, the affairs of life. We're entangled in them. We can't help but and through it all, God performs miracle after miracle within our affairs of life. In our entanglements, he untangles and he forgives us. And then, you know, these, it's a, words that can't describe the amazement I have that we should have for his forgiveness and his miracle working power to unscramble those entanglements that we've allowed to take place instead of what he wanted us to do. Yeah. Okay, who's next week? Mark Burke. All right, thank next you. Next week. Is what I, is what I believe. 